You're listening to the Boca Banter Photography Podcast with Joe High and Chris Golden. On today's show... My New Year's resolution was to get out and explore more. And thank you, Global Crisis. I guess I am. <laughs> oh, man, there's this whole world outside of work. And right. it, took, it took a global epidemic to open their eyes. It's all coming up on Boca Banter. Welcome back, everyone, to Boca Banter. I am Joe High here with... Christopher Golden. Hello, Chris. We're going to be uh, talking about a myriad of things today. Some highs, some lows, but uh, hopefully have an interesting show for you here. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. But I got to say, Chris, you, you sound different. Yes, yes. That's because I've been quarantined in the pink room. <laughs> and I'm not so, in the pink room. Yes, that's true. So we are video chatting this one, kind of dipping our toes into some uncharted waters here. But uh, It's out of necessity. Out of necessity, yes. So... Uh, Taking the self-quarantine thing here moderately seriously. Yep. Uh, my workplace, my full-time job, 9 to 5, has been very gracious in setting me up with a home office. So I have barely left. Um, my wife works at a grocery store, so she's been putting in the hours. They haven't really been able to do much about that. She's been deemed an essential worker. But uh, how, are, how are you guys holding up, Joe? Well, um I've it's it, it's it's interesting it's a, it's a very unprecedented thing that's happening right now in the world in the country and in my house. We've never I mean everything's shut down. It's like everything is shut down. The grocery stores are empty. Um you know working we we work in the wedding industry and everyone's scared to book. People aren't people aren't able to fly. So I've got couples who like, there was a couple I just spoke to today who they wanted to book and they haven't got back to me because they've been trapped in California. They were talking to, a, um, they were, they were working with a relative who was dealing with some health issues. And while they were in California, they got stuck there and they can't get out because there's a travel ban. Wow. So everything in the wedding industry, which we severely depend on is at a halt right now. So it's not great. Yeah, I, I don't want to make light of anybody else's struggles or anything, but I feel like of any of the industries to work in, I feel like the luxury photography business has been hit pretty hard by this. Yeah, I was actually listening to a live stream with uh, our, our friends, uh, Vlad Danko and Greg Moment, and uh, mm -hmm. a couple of their guests, they were doing a live stream, kind of brainstorming and talking to other photographers about like, what does this look like? in the future for wedding photographers. What is this, what is this going to do? Uh, how yeah, is this uh, going to change things? If it wasn't obvious, by the way, by the time this goes up or by the time you're listening, we are of course referring to the COVID-19 coronavirus. That is. Yeah, you're right. We should have said that at the beginning. I didn't even think we needed to mention it because it's like a household word. now. It's just but. such a common thing. Like it's just completely enveloped our lives for the past at least two weeks. Everybody. Not many, many more. More. So that's all people uh, want to talk about right now. COVID-19. So for, for future listeners, uh, I hope we did well. You know, I hope that everything's come and gone. Is but this will be a nice little time future? capsule. <laughs> yep. Everyone's still using their 300 rolls of toilet paper they've stocked oh up on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At this point, this is at the time of this recording, this is uh, the 25th of March, 2020. So we're right in the middle of all this. And Oh, I wouldn't say we're in the middle. We're we're kind of right starting at the things off. Yeah. Well, okay. We're right when every we're we're right in the in some of the chaos. Uh, it this might is the hysteria moment. Yes, this is the panic moment, and I hate it. I hate panic. <laughs> I hate fear. I try to avoid it. 
it seems to find its way into my life no matter what I do. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not great. We're finding different ways to adapt to it. Um, honestly, I think at this point, because of how we, you know, our lifestyle, I think that we're going to have to have some lifestyle changes to get through this. Like, I think I'm going to need, I'm looking at other, other work, to be honest. I'm looking at getting, um, you know, getting a W2 job. I know I said I would never do that, but, um, I did not expect a global pandemic to come and destroy my industry. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really where we're at. Yeah. It's not great. What? Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't really know if I want this whole podcast to be such a, a downer, but it's, it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we don't really have to go into like the the financials. Obviously, people are canceling. You know, mm -hmm. weddings are not looking all that Which great. I, I can understand. I totally understand. Like people who have their weddings that are booked in, you know, the middle of April, they I, I'm not even sure they can legally have their weddings there because there's a, a gathering limitation too. Like no more than like ten people. Right. Right. So even at a courthouse, you've got at least you know a, a witness, bridegroom. I think the that, first the officiant. Yeah, so it's, that, like, it's kind of close. Amount, you would need five people, the bride, the groom, two witnesses, and like a JP. Mm -hmm. So there's five people right there. It's amazing. But yeah, it might be a good time to elope if you're engaged. Very true. Yeah, nobody would blame you at this point. And then just have a really cool party in like a year or two. Yeah. Now, Rhea and I actually just did a podcast because we do a podcast specifically about weddings. And uh, that was our suggestion. Like, look, if your wedding is planned this year and you can't do it because of the coronavirus, don't don't skip getting married still get married just do the party later on yeah exactly my yeah. parents actually did the exact same thing um they were both remarrying so they didn't want to have something crazy going on so my mom and my stepdad had a really tiny ceremony uh, i was in charge of setting up the video camera a little eight-year-old chris the tripod was the stairs that were nearby it was a very high-tech setup fantastic but, uh yeah then they bought a house and about a year year and a half later or so and they just threw a heck of a party in the backyard and that was their reception and i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with that no no it was awesome yeah if i was to get married this year because my, my marriage was last year but if it was this year it would have been right now during all of this and if if i was told yeah you can't have the wedding then i would have been like i'm still gonna marry you well we don't have yeah, we need right. a party i'm gonna marry you i don't want to wait anymore so apart from that, how have you been finding ways to kind of kill time, Joe? Like, obviously you're kind of, uh, boy, loner is not the word that should be coming to mind, but you're, you're more isolated than I am typically. I don't know. I kind of like the word loner. I, <laughs> I like being alone more often than not, I think, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I've been really enjoying time. Well, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm always home anyways. Like I've, I've worked from home with this whole, even leading up to this. So most of my time, especially in the winter is spent at home working on things. Um, I did have some, today was my last day of finishing up the last engagement shoot that I had done before this whole thing went crazy. And that shoot went really cool, but I'm going to try to start doing more stuff. I'm actually really enjoying things like this podcast and it keeps me, it keeps me um, thinking kind of creatively and, you know, being able to interact with the outside world more. And, right. uh, I'm, I think I'm going to try doing some, some vlogs too. I think I showed you, showed you the one, right? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, what, what inspired you apart from the, the cash aspect of it, of course, but like what, what about YouTube really drew you to it well, as a potential it's not option? not so much right, right now. I, I know how YouTube works in the sense that you don't just put up videos and start making a hundred thousand dollars a month. It doesn't work that way. You, and, and I'm not even sure that I'm doing this with the goal of like, hey, you know, 
screw photography, I'm going to go on YouTube. But I think that there is uh, a value in any business, uh, any, especially any, maybe more particularly any self-employed person of having a diversified income. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I thought that I had that with, you know, like, oh, I do weddings and I sell prints and I do senior portraits, but it's all Something. stemming from the same place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do want to find other ways to do that, you know, which is another why, reason why I'm thinking, all right, you know what, it might be time to get a W-2 job and continue the photography and try some content creation, you know, see how yeah. it goes. Uh, but so there, there's a monetary aspect to it, but there's also just, there's a, there's a need to create. There's a need to make something. To, to build something, to form something, some form of little self-expression, yeah. something, something to just let the ideas out of your head. Like exactly. if, it's, if it just builds up so long, it's like popping a bottle of champagne. Like you, you just go crazy until you burst. I totally understand that. Yeah. Like I've been, I've been working on the same project for my nine to five job here at home for like the past three or four days. And it's been the exact same thing, just making really itty bitty minor tweaks and then sending it out and then getting more revisions and then you make a couple more tweaks and then you send it right back out. It's literally been my life for the past couple of days inside this pink room and doing nothing but revising this one spot. And I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. I am going so crazy here because I'm, I'm an extrovert. Like I get so much out of interacting with people, talking to clients, seeing clients, um, just being in an office, like, I almost want to go to my job to just stand there in an empty building to have like, to have something different. I, I know. I mean, it's amazing at how refreshing going to the grocery store to get milk is right now. Just yeah, right. It's just a change of scenery, change of pace. I know you shouldn't be doing that. And I know that I shouldn't be doing that, but well, for the one, one thing, thing, there's no milk left. <laughs> That's true. The one thing that I have been doing that has been working out really well for me so far is, you know, my my nine through five, you know, I'm still working here. But when I have the option to leave, I go out for a drive, you know, mm -hmm. just find somewhere, do a little bit of location scouting. Um, and I've found so much cool stuff in like the past two weeks that I just didn't know existed. A, a like just exploration is very refreshing. Yeah, like I, I used to get absolutely no satisfaction out of driving my car. Like it would, it was literally just a tool to get me to and from work every day. But now it's like, I don't know, what am I going to, I'll go explore this hill. I haven't been, I have no idea what's over here. This town, cool. Didn't know it existed. So then the like, question is, why not do that when there's not a global epidemic? Because I didn't realize how fun it was. Uh, how revealing. How insightful. Yeah. Kind of nice. One of my, uh. My New Year's resolution was to get out and explore more. And thank you, Global Crisis. I guess I am. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how many people have that same revelation right now of like, oh, man, there's this whole world outside of work. And right. it, took, it took a global epidemic to open their eyes. Right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm more thinking of it in terms of like going to places that I've never been before, not like doing something different. Cause I mean, so many people are like using this time to just binge Netflix or play video games or do cleaning around the house, which, you know, cleaning's necessary, but I, I'm trying to find ways of making it more better utilizing my time to better serve me as a person and my needs of getting out, but also 
my photography needs and expressing myself creatively. Yeah, I think that that there really is an opportunity to do that now. And I think that there's going to be kind of an awakening to the need for mental health and for doing things that are for the benefit of your own mental health. Like Absolutely. For for me it's um like I said I'm enjoying creating stuff, making vlogs and whatnot, but I'm just starting that. What what has always always helped me get out of a funk is a hike. And I did that this week. I went on, uh, I think it was like 11 miles. I hiked, I hiked on the, the Finger Lakes Trail around here. Just got out, turned the phone off, didn't bring a camera, and just walked for like six hours. That sounds trail great. Woods. It was awesome. It was, I mean, it just, it's, cl- it's, very, it's very clarifying. And as much as I, like, I am not an extrovert, ironically. I, I think that people think that... Uh, Wedding photographers are all extroverts. They love to party and love to make friends. I don't. No. Somet- no sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I accidentally make friends, like you know, with you. But it, it's, <laughs> it's. I'm sorry. I was that was supposed to be a joke. But are you saying our friendship is an accident, Joe? No, 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 no. Our our friendship was predestined, Chris. Ah, from the that's dawn a better of way time. of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just kidding. But I, I am introverted, you know. Given the choice, I would prefer less people than more people. I'd prefer space over, you know, close proximity. So actually, this this is kind of really great right now, where I, you're told to stay home and not be with people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I I I get cabin fever very easily. So going out and doing a hike, or even doing you know like a video chat with you here, like when when you said like oh boy, I don't think we can get together because you know we all got to be quarantined to record the podcast. We can't do it while we're quarantined. I'm like, you're right, but oh shoot, we've 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 got to keep doing it somehow though because it's like it's too much fun. It's too much fun chatting with you and just shooting the breeze and getting it recorded and stuff. I, but I really get a revived feeling about making something like I'll hike to clarify myself and to re kind of rejuice my creativity mm-hmm. with the end goal of being productive again and making something. So here's a question then. If you don't find yourself uh I, I wouldn't say comfortable, but like you're you're less comfortable being around people. Why haven't you done more in the realms of like product photography? or something like macro photography or something that's a little bit simpler to set up in a enclosed environment. I guess because I haven't figured out as much how to monetize that. Which, you know, again, if the if the income was more diversified and there wasn't so much pressure, then I wouldn't be depending on the weddings, you know. The, I that was what my first vlog was about, like that was my regret, like oh, I should have worked my lifestyle into a way that I could handle a time where weddings just crash. I also don't like the, I think I've said this before, the type, the kind of photography that I enjoy the most is outdoors landscapes. I mean, I can go outside, like there's crocuses up right now and I could take some really great pictures of the crocuses and macro and it's fun, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't scratch that itch. Mm. And somehow landscapes do that and portraits do that but portraits you got to work with more people and which means you got to run a business and i think the payoff with uh like portrait photography as opposed to something like landscape the reason that you like it as, as such an introverted person is that with a landscape 
you know, the trees are never going to be like, wow, that looks so beautiful. Yeah, your subject like, doesn't appreciate itself. You know, right, exactly. So, like, if you, if you send off a portrait of somebody, of, like, a loving young couple or something like that, and they say, like, wow, these are beautiful. These are the greatest photos I've ever taken in my life. Like, that is what gets me. That's the part that's always like, man, I, I, I do enjoy this. So, is that is that vain? Like, are we saying that we only do this because we love the applause? I don't say that. It just certainly helps. See, the thing is, is that with your landscape photography, you get a joy out of being there in the moment. Kind of like um, Ben was talking to us about. Like, he enjoys the act of taking the photo just as much as the photograph itself. Whereas, you know, you might not as enjoy taking uh, couples portraits or uh, event photos or something along those lines. But the payoff feels different, but it feels different in a good way, I guess. Okay. I can, I can get on board with that. So aside from doing work during the quarantine and exploring the city and new areas they haven't seen before, let me ask mm-hmm. this. What, what do you think? I'll ask you two questions. What is the thing? What do you think is the best way that you've used your time so far in the quarantine? And what do you think is the worst way? just for the sake of a fun question that that stings a little bit because i have blown a lot of free time uh, on video games diversity okay i knew you were (laughs) going to say video games for the sake of diversity let's no let's not talk about things that we've done work-wise including uh like photography jobs so aside from that what's the most what best way you've used your time and what's the worst way and the best way you're saying is video games no, the worst. I've blown oh, so much time on Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. The new Animal Crossing is out. Yes, yes. I don't want to turn this into a video game podcast, but that is just such a very simple game to sink a lot of time into that just does not end. It is basically limitless. So At it's, the it, risk it, of making it a video game podcast, I got to tell you, I've never played. I don't actually know what you do on it. Do you, I'm assuming that you're. It, I'm. I always I assumed it was like Frogger. I spent the past 20 hours catching fish and sitting on a log, and it was great. So it's not like Frogger, where you're like animals just crossing the road. <laughs> I thought. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> no. I thought uh, that's what it was. I'm like, this is like a, a fabulous, glorified. They must have made a million dollars somehow making Frogger. Joe, I remember very. Very specifically, once you came over to my house and you saw a little Zen garden, like one of those squared sandboxes, and uh, you you just didn't get the point of it. Like, you know, it exists to be peaceful. Like, you don't spend a lot of time thinking about, uh, you know, where the placement of the rocks is in the sand and the pattern and everything like that. That is Animal Crossing, and that's why you should never play it. Because I've never seen you more frustrated in your entire life than when you were trying to figure out, like it's a puzzle, how a Zen garden works. And Animal Crossing is the video game equivalent of a Zen garden. Okay, well, I guess I'm I'm never going to play it then. It's not worth it. Would you say, <laughs> just, is, is just it like Stardew Valley? It, it's exactly like Stardew Valley, except okay. it's even more chill. Okay, because I, I did hit the... Well, I did hit the Zen Garden block when I was playing Star- Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't understand the point after a while. <laughs> None of the girls would go out with me. There was Aww. some limitless dungeon that I could never find the bottom of. 
That's kind and... of the point of these kind of games. But anyway, so that I've blown a ton of time on video games, and that's probably the least productive thing that I've done. The most productive thing that I've done over this has probably been, I know you said not photography related, but I did do my very first maternity shoot for a couple of friends because someone went and had their baby and I couldn't do their maternity shoot. Joe. Sorry. <laughs> How well, dare you yeah. not think of me when she went into labor? I know. I, I was like, I tried to tell her, you know, stop, stop. Don't <laughs> just don't, just don't be in labor. We still need our maternity shoot. Chris is going to be so angry. Right. That was the conversation for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did my very first maternity shoot for a couple of friends. It was totally unpaid just for the sake of them having good photos and me having the experience of having done it. And, uh, it was a good thing for me to have done because I realized that maternity shoots are not for me. <laughs> okay. Like elaborate. I am eager to listen to this now. Maybe this is closed minded and maybe I just haven't seen that many examples of great maternity photos, but like there's like five poses, like standard maternity photo poses that you can tell somebody to do. Like when I'm directing couples for an engagement shoot or something like that, I'm like, all right, now sprint. <laughs> that, that's the kind of direction <laughs> that I'll give my, my couples because I, I don't spend a lot of time posing. I spend a lot of time like kind of giving them little actions. A actions, yeah, basically, and letting everything come out of that. So I'll be like, all right, now you kind of twirl her in place. Perfect. Now you jump on his back. Like Why stuff like that. Why couldn't you do that in a maternity shoot? <laughs> well yeah that that was that was the trouble because it'd be like all right now hold your belly great now look up great now look down now look down great now look like, at him exactly oh, i had the end <laughs> that, yeah and trying to stretch that for like sheesh it was probably about two hours because i set up a small in in-home studio for him and then we went out on location and uh yeah, that was a lot of time for did basically they like the their same photos. photos. Yeah. Yeah, they totally did. It was just I was definitely feeling out of my element. Well, you learned something about yourself then. That's true. Yeah, so I would say that's probably the most productive thing is I've learned that I do not do maternity photos much. So what are you I should gonna, not in the future. What are you going to do when when your wife is expect you're not I know you're not expecting right now. But I would love to see you as a father one day, which means that you're going to have to make the choice of doing your own wife's oh, of course I will. shoot. Absolutely, I will. It's just a matter of there being less expectations there. You know how I'm many really, photos that really we got? I'm really glad that this was not a paid shoot for, <laughs> okay. for that. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put it there. Okay. We'll leave it there. I did, did I show you? I did take one picture of my wife before she gave birth what so not a not a maternity shoot but like a maternity shot we right. got we got one photo <laughs> one. well that's all that's all you really need i mean we like it but we got one because we, we were worried we were like oh boy we have to for some i forget why we couldn't schedule it with you there was some conflict she was feeling sick or something like that oh she was just sick yeah there yeah. was some some reason like that and then i'm like okay we need to get one shot because we're getting pretty close to the due date. We need to get one shot and then hopefully we can still have the shoot with Chris. But we couldn't. So we got the one shot and then she's not pregnant anymore. Eh. Worst things have happened. Yeah. All right. So how about you, Joe? Most productive and least productive thing that you've done over this break? 
okay. The the most uh, I, it's hard for me not to think of like what is the most productive. Like, are we talking most productive in like mental health, physical health, financial health? Well, physical um, health. You already said that you went on a pretty nice hike, so we'll, yeah, we'll, that, I mean, we'll kill that. that. Was physically productive. Uh, the thing that has made me the most the most productive thing I think that I've done is actually start more work on like content with the vlogs and the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's actually gonna most productive. Like it's gonna get me out of this funk or anything, but it it it's the thing that makes me feel the most alive right now is actually doing something. Since I can't do new shoots, I can do like just something, make make something. So, but I already said that, so I won't go into it. The least productive thing. See, I've I've been playing. I started uh, Breath of the Wild over. It's kind of funny because there was a, a time on Saturday when I was checking my Nintendo Switch friends list and there were eight people on my friends list online playing Animal Crossing yes. and one person playing something else and it was you playing Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. No apology. I'm not going to apologize for it. I love that game. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It, it's, it that is another really good time sink. Yeah, that's that's the mark of a great game, I think, is one that you're willing to play and beat and start over and play again. But I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the least productive thing that I've done. And here's why. It's because I'm playing it in master mode now. Ooh. Oh that's yeah. A toughie. So I can't say that that's that's not least productive. <laughs> I'm growing as a gamer. That's Hello. true. Hey, uh, actually, speaking of Zelda, have you utilized the camera in that very much? Only when an NPC asks me to like, Hey, go take a picture of that Lionel and I'll give you a, um, you know, the Zora Greaves or something. So one of the things that fascinates me most about, uh, modern games nowadays is that so many of them have like different built in camera functionality and not just like the camera that you use to see your character as you're walking around, like from a first person camera or a third person camera or something like that. But a lot of games actually have a built in photo mode now where you can use a camera like as an item in the game and use it to compose actual shots. And some of the stuff that you can get is absolutely outstanding. Like, it's turned into a whole other game for me in some games. Like, uh, the Spider-Man game that just came out has a, a photo mode, and that game by itself already is gorgeous. But this photo mode that it has has so many different options of, like, composing a shot, adding different types of filters, changing what the focal length is on it. Uh, I think it even has, like, a built-in synth- or a synthetic aperture or something like that, so you can choose, like, just how much is in focus. Oh, that's detailed. It's ridiculously detailed, and some of the photos that you know I've taken on it and other people have gotten are amazing. And it's so cool that they're kind of adding these niche things to games nowadays. Like, I grew up playing Pokemon Snap and with my Game Boy Color, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. It'll never get better than this. And then, like, there's these compositions of games like God of War and Last of Us and stuff like that that look like actual really, really high-quality prints. So next time you're asked to take a photo of a Lionel, give it a shot. See if you find anything cool. Okay. I got to say, though, the going around Hyrule and taking pictures of the landscapes with. uh, Actually, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I should do that. I should do a Hyrule photo walk. Take a virtual hike. (laughs) I don't. I don't know how I feel about what you just said. It, it, It feels it makes me feel sad somehow trying to figure out why 
I'm not saying ditch your entire life outdoors, like still go outside, but Who there's this entire the real mountains. You've got death mountain or whatever it's called. And well, it's an entire subgenre. Yeah, it, it, it is cool, but it doesn't, it doesn't scratch the photography itch at all in my book. Right. But yeah, I feel that. Uh, what was the question though? Least productive thing. Is that how we got onto this? Yes. Yes, you're, um, we're both. Our least productive thing is that we're both playing a lot of video games. I'm. I'm not saying that's the least productive thing, though. That's like my escape. Uh, my least productive thing has probably been. Oh, I got something. My least productive thing has been attempting to learn how to change my daughter's cloth diapers. Still haven't got that down quite yet. Still have you? haven't got it down. They. They're. I know that they're like. They're definitely better economically, and my wife is is very assured that they're more comfortable for the baby. I just can't figure out how to do it. I don't just know. Can't I can't quite change. get it. Just a skill that keeps escaping you. Man, it's just changing a diaper isn't that hard. But there's like it feels like there's so many moving parts when it's a cloth diaper. All of a sudden, you got a baby that's kicking around, and you're trying to you know keep their feet out of their own feces, <laughs> and get a fresh diaper on there. And I, I don't want to get too gross about it but i just i don't have the coordination to do that one of those you need to have three hands type deals yeah, yeah. I, ha- I feel like i could do it if i had a third hand but every <laughs> every time i've tried i just ended up calling my wife and be like i don't i'm i'm doing it wrong like i can't get the thing on her like if i take one hand off of her then she's she somehow gets feet in her dirty diaper and then if i try to get the dirty diaper out of the way then you know, she's still not clean and she, I, I can't, I need, ugh. I Is think it that's one of those the least things productive where it's just thing like a magic touch. Like you can't get the lid of something open. So you hand it to your significant other and then they just get it in like an instant and you're like, ah, oh, I loosened it for you. That's why we have such a great marriage. My wife and I, like I'll open any pickle jar she'll hand to me and then she'll change any diaper that I hand to her. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. I, my least, if I learned how to change that diaper, that would be my most productive thing. Mm-hmm. But as it is, I think it's my least productive because I you're, failed. You're getting there. You'll get there one day. I'll get there by the time she doesn't need those diapers anymore. <laughs> I'll get there when we're potty training her. Maybe by then we'll have another kid and I can figure it out again. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, so I got to change the subject because we have an obligatory topic to speak on. Yes. We said that we were going to record a podcast about watching The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And we did record a podcast about watching The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. We absolutely did. And I think that we referenced that we did in the previous podcast with Ben Horn. And what happened to that podcast, Joe? Oh, it it was so good that I just thought we, we should do it again. That... <laughs> That's exactly what happened. It was so much fun. I'm like, man, we need to work that into today's episode too, because that'll be fun. That'll be great. So no, real quick here, I, just kind of kind of bullet points. <laughs> so we did both watch this movie, uh, kind of loosely photography-based movie, but uh, still it was a core concept of it, and I think that's kind of the main reason that you brought it up. And you've been talking to me about this movie for, like, years, since probably it came out. I remember watching the trailer for it and thinking, like, eh, whatever. And then you told me about it, and you were like, Chris, you have to see this movie. And uh, because of this podcast, I actually went and sought it out, and uh, I gave it a shot, and I thought that it was okay. Um, 
I'm kind of picky when it comes to films and TV in general. Like, I'd much rather be spending my time on something like Animal Crossing. <laughs> as, as bad as that sounds. But, like, you know, right now I'm watching stuff like Breaking Bad and visiting classic movies. Like, uh, that sounds kind of stuck up to say that this is all I watch. But, like, The Godfather and stuff I, I'll put on while I'm cleaning. And, like, just... I've been watching a lot of really, really good stuff. So when I watched an okay movie, it was like, all right, whatever. That was fine. I can, I, 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 I got to admit, I'm a little bit disappointed because I thought it was going to be more revolutionary than that for you to see it. But the reason I wanted you to watch it was because of the emphasis on taking risks and experiencing life and traveling. And cause you seemed to show some interest in all that. And I'm like, dude, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. You just got to get out there and see stuff. You know, you should watch this movie. It's it's a fiction movie, but it's about this very thing. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Um, I wish that a little bit more time was spent on these beautiful locations. But like, well, I, I can't say that the entire movie was that. But like, it was just such a slow start for me. Like the entire first half of the movie is like this guy at his dead end office job getting yelled at by his boss so many times. And he keeps zoning out so many times. And it's like... Come on, can we get this movie starting? Like, I know this goes in really interesting places. I can't wait to get there. And then 20 minutes goes by, and it's like, yep, we're still being yelled at by the boss. And then he comes back, and he gets yelled at by the boss again. So it's just, I don't know. I kind of wish it was a little bit more interesting for anything that was not in, like, Greenland or Iceland. You know what I'm hearing is that, amazingly... We have like such different tastes. You you like Animal Crossing and your Zen Gardens and <laughs> I just don't understand these things. And you're playing Animal Crossing and I'm playing Breath of the Wild. Not taking pictures in Breath of the Wild. Oh, it's so much oh. fun. Okay, so Why are we are, friends? <laughs> bye. <laughs> not, first time you're accidental friend and now you're think, rethinking our friendship. I'm hurt. Oh wow. This well, this this podcast has been fun, everybody. I guess it's over now. <laughs> no, I mean, so are does that mean that you think this isn't like a top ten favorite movies for you? Uh, well, that that's hard to say because you know at this point there's nine Star Wars films, so in the top you 10, cannot just, tell I'm, me that I'm, you no, like the prequel. I'm, okay, no, 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 we were I'm about just, to I'm actually kidding. end this podcast. <laughs> no, no, my my favorite movies are actually the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Ah, not the, nice. not the Hobbit, the the Lord of the Rings. That's that's my favorite. Like that's if I need to pick one movie to just sit down and watch for hours, that's that'll do it every time. I'm fine. Yep. My my um, mine's actually The Godfather. <laughs> I don't know okay. I don't know why it is, but if I'm doing something and I know it's going to be like a day long task, I'll just put on Godfather Part One or Two because it's like it's like a three and a half hour long movie, and there's so many good parts to just kind of tune in as you're doing something. Anyway. Well, let me, let me ask you this, because the the reason that I wanted you to see the movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty is because, by the way, there's no, there's, there's no, I don't know if we have to say this at this point, because we probably have like four listeners right now, but it's not promoted. We're not sponsored or anything. We're just talking about this movie. But the reason I wanted you to see that is because I thought it would inspire you, and evidently it has not. So it would inspire me to go to Iceland or Greenland, but that's not in the cards anytime soon. True, true. Dang but, coronavirus. You, you know, you are... <laughs> there's many reasons that that's not in the cards for me right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it was shot beautifully. 
the score was absolutely fantastic. I'm a very big fan of uh, Jose Gonzalez, I believe, did a lot of the score to it. I absolutely love the soundtrack, and I listen to it pretty frequently now. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You listen to the, the, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty soundtrack. Yes. Okay, um, so I've brought something to your life. Yeah, well, it's specifically because of the artist. He also did a decent amount of work for a video game that I'm quite a big fan of that also has a bit of photography tied into it. Uh, it's Life is Strange. I, I think I've mentioned it to you before. But uh, anyway, going back to the movie. Uh, yeah, I think it was shot beautifully. I love good use of topography. Or uh, mm-hmm. not topography, typography, typography, I should say. Yeah. Like interesting ways of like text appearing somewhere like, you know, in the streets at the beginning of the movie, kind of carving out part of the mountain. That was a beautiful shot. I, I love interesting ways of doing that. I, I love like if somebody gets a text message in a movie, I love seeing the representation of it. Like if it's just a zoom in on a really tiny old screen, that sucks. But finding a cool way of representing that visually so that you see like the person's reaction, you see the text next to them. It, it kind of, it's an interesting thing that's popped up in cinema in the past maybe seven or eight years as cell phones have become more prevalent. And I think that's one thing that this movie did actually really, really well. It was it was very creative, and I appreciated the um, the cinematography, I think, more than the typography. Just the shots and the composition, a lot of those oh, eagle-eye views of when he was in the city and you saw the... Well, they the, complement each other really well. Yeah, I, I just... That was that was very enjoyable to watch, and I, I love the landscapes. I just was all over those mountains in Greenland. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's that's kind of the funny thing is like the more shots of like mountains and like beautiful vistas and stuff. That was great. The ten minute or five minute long action scenes where he's fighting over a doll with somebody in his imagination. The entire movie is about a guy who spends his life daydreaming, and like I would have so much rather have spent more time watching the beautiful shots and scenic vistas rather than, Oh, it's another cool action scene in his head. Yay. So, okay. I think it mostly came down to a pacing problem for me. All right. All right. Well, the movie aside, let me, let me ask you this. Where does Chris Golden go for inspiration? Especially now that you're stuck in the quarantine pink room where all of this started. I think for inspiration for photography or just in general? I mean, I mean, where, where do you, where do you go? What do you do to, 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 to feel life in your blood again? Where do you, where do you go to feel alive? What, what makes a pair of headphones? What? A good pair of headphones. A good pair of what? Like listening soundtracks? No, very, very specific music will kind of re-energize me. And my mood can be very greatly influenced by the type of music that I'm listening to. Wow. That's, that's extremely specific. Well, I, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if you're editing something really fast-paced, like, I, I, I do a lot of video editing, so if you're editing something really fast-paced and you're listening to a lot of really fast-paced music, if it's something, like, really energetic, then that kind of helps you set the mood. If you're trying to kind of wind down at the end of the day or listen to, you know, something a little bit more calming, then that'll also set the mood. And I think that it's just finding the right artists that have the right genre for me that'll really kind of kick me into a creative place. Like, I love going out and hiking and stuff like that and finding new places. But I don't know if that really inspires me creatively. So inspired by music. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess it's interesting to hear everyone's different, what wakes them up, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, I really enjoy going out and doing like creatively interesting things like uh, painting, stuff like that is always nice. But I've never really like gone on a hike or something like that or seen something beautiful and been like, I need to make something. Like, it's just more more about being in that moment and just kind of like taking a nice deep breath, inhaling, looking around, and then just kind of letting the moment be. You and I are, are completely different people. Well, I'm different than <laughs> most people I encounter, I'm finding. so. <laughs> That's true. I've never right, met yeah. another person like you, Joe. Well, I mean, thank you. <laughs> I've never met another person like you. Thanks, Joe. You and your, you and your pink room. With your <laughs> this is new disturbing you. obsession. <laughs> it actually looks orange in the screen. Yeah, I must look really strange in this video call. I don't know if the next episode will require I mean, I'm open to doing this again, but hopefully it won't be required, but it may be ne- maybe required, maybe necessary necessary. Well, we'll figure that out next time. Yep. Maybe next time we'll have a little bit more of something to talk about. This was a little bit more of a Hey, how's it going? This over went there on in a bunch of different land. directions, but I, yeah. you know, I, I thought it was interesting. A little bit of, a little bit of photography talk, a little bit about life tips and saving money, and then we went on a real big tangent about Animal Crossing: <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and we just kind of wrapped it up talking about movies and what inspires us. You know, I enjoyed it Not as bad. always. All right, well, I guess we'll talk to you next time. Hey, if you're listening to this now. Wait, what do I usually say? <laughs> what do we what do Don't we do forget at the end to of these download our podcast or something or give us a like on Apple Music. I don't think that's how it works. It's a rating. It's a rating on iTunes. Just you got you know what? I enjoyed this so much I'm I think you should conclude. <laughs> All right, Joe. So if you guys are like and listening to the podcast and you want to hear more of it, you want to help support us and help the show grow, uh, give us a like on your favorite social media sites. Uh, give us a rating on Apple Music or wherever your favorite podcasts are spelled. That sh- sold. <laughs> Great. Now I have to mark it as explicit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Intros and tagouts, man.